Welcome on in, everybody, to the Best Ball Bash. JWB Fantasy Football is home for everything best ball, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. If you are not on Underdog yet, you absolutely should be because it is the best place for best ball. If you sign up with code JWB, you get a first-time deposit match up to $100. Tonight, we are drafting Best Ball Mania 4, and to help me do it, I've got my friend Jeff Hicks, so stay tuned. I'm sad I talked about Meikle because I feel like this is thing now in the chat and people are talking about me and Meikle. I'm not here for it, okay? I actually have a, an unfortunate amount of Kenny Pickett exposure so far. And it makes no sense to me. Like, why do people hate him right now? Is it because he played injured? The only way I wouldn't be happy is if you tell me you want to draft Jameson Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how are you? I am doing great, White. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. It's always a good night when best ball is involved, ready to draft. Yes, yes. Now, we're doing Best Ball Mania 4, uh, but I got to ask before we go and actually do that, if you've got any player team stances, your your hard stances you're taking so far. So far, uh, with BBM Puppy, because both are live on Underdog, uh, <laughs> one of the players, and I mentioned him before we hopped on, one of the players I'm at 100% exposure through a handful of drafts is Chase Brown of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I like it's partial Homer because I'm about 45 minutes away from university of Illinois in Champaign and it's, it just falls into a good position. And if for any yep. reason, Mixon isn't around or Mixon gets hurt or he's, you know, just not performing. We saw last year just with some JP run. He, he gets enough. And if I can get that as yep. my RB five or six, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, I dig it. Uh, Chase Brown, I thought, impressed me a little bit through the process just because he showed some good size. for That That was a little bit of concern for him in the process and tested really well. Mm-hmm. Lands at a spot where, like you said, I mean, she's just prob- probably the instantly the handcuff there, and there could be room for mm-hmm. something. I, I would imagine so. And one thing, too, um, just if you haven't watched a lot of this tape, um, even before this year when he really broke out like more of like that full-on like north-south runner, uh, his junior year, uh, he was the leader in receptions on University of Illinois. Clearly yeah. not the same offense as like Jameer yeah. Gibbs getting, you know, the most receptions in yeah. his offense. Yeah. But just one of those things, wheel route over and over and again, just kept catching the ball. So sneaky ability to catch the ball in the backfield as well, too. And he's a pretty good uh, pass protector as well. So he just so happens to be with one of the absolute best quarterbacks it co- when it comes to passing to his running backs too. And a so. team that also invested a little bit of money too in that offensive line. Yeah. It's nice. Okay. Uh, Chase Brown, loving it. Uh, do you got any <laughs> other stances you're, you're taking here? I I'm very big on see how the first one to three rounds goes figure out from there so i could i could end up having yeah. you know 50 percent exposure to like the saints and stacks so that's the way it works but like there's a lot of teams you just got to see where the adp is going because it's going to keep changing so yeah. what works now may not work even just two weeks from now so just kind of it's, it's so true like i almost sleepwalk through like the first few rounds on, in a lot of drafts i think I, it was like peter Overzet on one stream i heard him say that like he could just go auto draft the first like five rounds and then pick back up and start going from there because that's when it starts to get really important a lot Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the adp in those first few rounds doesn't change all that much you're kind of just drafting a lot of the same people depending on where you're picking it really gets into start getting to team structure and where Mm -hmm. you diversify after that so yeah i like that all right before we actually jump into this draft i'm gonna check out the chat we've got toronto dave in the chat as always we appreciate you Fantasy Football Garage, what's going on? All right. 
Oh, I got a couple of questions in here. Question Uh-oh. before we get into this. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people going for AJ Brown digs in the 106, 107 range, then taking uh, their corresponding QB in round two. Any thoughts on early QB stack build? I'll, I personally don't mind it. I'm trying to get some of those in. Um, you can do it with Kelsey and Mahomes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because mostly, I mean, if you if you want to do it, this this is the only way. So if you want to have some stacks, you kind of just have to do it with the way that QB ADP is right now. Uh, so I'm trying to get like a few in of each of those and then just move on and, and start working towards later round QBs, maybe someone in the middle. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, another thing that we talked about before we got on, I had Travis Kelsey fall to me in a draft and magically in the second round, uh, you know, no more than I think it was like seven picks later. I got sniped on Mahomes because I know I'm taking Mahomes to go with it. You, you just have to, but like, yeah, it's just one of those things, especially with so many of these elite quarterbacks, you, you need one, you need one. So you're going to be yeah. either going above ADP or you're going to end up taking like Stefan Diggs in the second round. You're going to force yourself to do like a Josh Allen uh, type of setup. And it's just, it works out that way. Now, the good thing is it's the exact opposite. If you're going wide receiver, having to start too, because you could have the one-on-one or, you know, anywhere to one Oh three and have Justin Jefferson. And then you're like, okay, then you just move Kirk cousins yeah. or this quarterback, that quarterback yeah. higher up, you know, above ADP because ADP is only there as a, as a number. It's not gospel. Yeah. And I also think that if you don't go that route, um, I think, you know, without an elite QB, it starts to influence your picks after that, where you start to be able to plan for which QB you will be stacking with. Maybe when you're deciding at wide receiver in the fourth round, you pick Christian Watson because you know Jordan Love is easily draftable and you can draft your QB, stacking QB with him. Mm-hmm. I think this year too, we're going to see like whether it's Jordan Love who has a little bit of running ability. You have Anthony Richardson. There's going to be some quarterbacks that are still going to rush for 400, 500 yards, and you're getting them right now in double the JDP. And that's just one of those things a little bit more hype, a little bit more tape with them, you know, and pads and stuff. And those ADPs are going to shoot up. So now is still the time, especially in the puppy, because that's, you know, a few days younger than uh, BBM four, like now is the time to take advantage of some of that ADP stuff, because it's a lot of those guys are going to go up. Uh, Omega King in the chat. Thanks for joining. That's a friend of the show. Been on the show. He's been crashing this every week. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure he's trying to do that again. Um, real quick though, before we do actually jump in, you mentioned Anthony Richardson. I just want to get your thoughts on the fact that he's basically already going like in the eighties ADP wise. I mean, that's it's one of those post-hype things. I mean, you could do that with any sport, with a lot of different topics in life. Anything where, you know, public influence, you know, changes opinions or causes people to react, overreact, underreact, like that type of stuff matters. Um, so it's just one of those things. We don't know if he's starting yet. I mean, he's in a system that, you know, he's going to learn a lot. He's going to learn a lot quick. But he's also working with a quarterback that worked with the head coach, you know, when he was in Philly, you know, Shane Steichen is going to get his hands on Richardson and do, and I, I would hope, wonderful things because, I mean, he's just a, an absolute talent. But it's also, you know, with another quarterback that's already worked with him underneath him and stuff, too. So there's there's that extra little bit now that Richardson has to do. So maybe a little rich for me. But again, all depends how the draft falls. If I'm not with a quarterback and it's in the eighties and he's the next one up, then you just may have to bite the bullet and then you take the swing. Then you're going multiple quarterbacks in a row probably too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that he's going to start enough games that it doesn't, it's just like a non-factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe Minshew starts the first couple games and, and before Anthony Richards gets in there. But I, I have a hard time believing he's not going to start 13 games or more, and, and that's enough to matter. I was hoping he'd stay like in the 10th round maybe for some more time um, to get some more exposure there before he already like he he's got like the adp trend of trey lance's rookie year except expediated yeah yeah and also i like again just you, you add on the hype from the draft you know literally the most athletic player ever you know according to the ras and stuff like that like it's it's interesting you know it's it's a new frontier we seems we get a player doing something different every year and it's it's a fantasy relevant player too you know, with our luck, it isn't just, you know, O-line, D-linemen that are, you know, showing their talent. It's it's quarterbacks, it's running backs, you know. So it, it's just very interesting to see how it's going to play out because it's just one of those guys that you just want to see thrive because you know good things are going to happen and it's going to be eye-popping. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's jump into this draft. Here we go. While we wait for this to start, to pull up this question in the comments. Is Damian Harris a fade with Latavius Murray signing? I've been stacking Bills running backs with Josh Allen. Diggs starts. I would say uh, Latavius Murray means very little to me. I, I would guess that's more of a camp body than anything. I know he looked all right for the Broncos last year, but I believe he's 32 this year. It's just not someone that I'm going to expect to really do anything or be a problem for anybody. Yeah, I don't think it's just one of those guys that may is going to stick around very long. You know, James Cook, he's going to get a lot of run. Damian Harris has the ability to be the north-south, you know, and a lot of goal line stuff. I mean, you have that. So anybody after that is just kind of more health insurance policies than anything else. Like, it's just you're going to bring in bodies that running back. We know that. So I just wouldn't put too much into it right now. Yeah, especially when, you know, the other running backs on the other than Damian Harris are – Sat, more satellite backs like you kind of want to have another camp body that could withstand a little bit of punishment like a Tavis Murray can yes we are waiting on some people for this one which is surprising it's Sunday night dude no I'm <laughs> kidding uh I as if I haven't been watching like irrelevant like spring football today or you know <laughs> right. F1 um there's always a fervor for yes and basketball's on now but I'll, I'll catch whatever's happening after but yeah, it's just it's one of those things. I, I it's crazy how much sports you know is still being filled up right now, and stuff like that. Like the two spring football leagues and the masses. Man, I, I showed I told why uh, one of my teams they should not be scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to shake off the best ball cobwebs earlier, and it oh, ended up one. with uh, Baker Mayfield on my team. So. Yeah. Hey, I've got some Baker Mayfield on, my, on some of my rosters. I just had twenty rounds when I did it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, did you do any, speaking of underdog, you do any of the undercat drafts or anything like that? I got, I think, four in before it closed, but it closed, like, same day or something like that? Like, it was wild. Yeah, it was an April Fool's one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, like I give him credits. Uh, for those that don't know, I did do a cup of tea with underdog and stuff, and, like, smart people there. Like, there's mm -hmm. a reason why that they are successful and why we like drafting on them, yeah. so... You know, credit to Nick Rudman and his team over there. It's it's nuts <laughs> what, what they come I mean, up with. It, I, it's so cool, all the different kinds of tournaments they can do, and they're always going to fill, too. Yes. there's such want for all things basketball at this point. They could put out any kind of tournament, and we're going to fill it. I mean, you're putting out a show in May. Like, this is like, you know, maybe you consider it in June, you know, you, you get through rookie mini camps and stuff like that. But no, like, we've 
they've filled out multiple things already and it's may <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's great really uh, i got a question here all right Fantasy Football Garage asking thoughts on when to take three QB versus two QB in Best Ball Mania 4. I'm seeing a lot more people drafting three QBs recently, especially Dynasty Bros. I've seen a lot of talk about this and heard some too, um, going three QBs, even on teams in which you wouldn't really expect it just because it gives you another possible stack uh, in playoff weeks. It's I hate to give the answer, but it's really just dependent upon that draft. There are drafts where, you know, like if I've drafted Josh Allen, I'm probably not drafting three QBs, just period. Uh, you know, I want mm-hmm. if if Josh Allen does not perform, this team's not doing well anyways. So I'm just not going to worry about it. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Jeff? Um, I agree with you on a lot of things. And then there's also going to be times like like I've really aimed to get two QBs, you know, by double digit, especially if I like my one, two stack at wide receiver, you know, so that makes a difference. But, you know, let's say you do draft Christian Watson and then you have Aaron Jones, but then here's Jordan love, you know, he's slipping, you know, like around past ADP, you know, maybe even later. And you're just like, if nobody's going to take him, and I already have two of his top, you know, you know, targets. Yeah. There's, there's a reason to do that because as, as, if he is at offense looks just because we haven't seen a full season of love or something like that. That's how you win these tournaments is by getting those sacks, you know, getting the right late week matchups and stuff like that. And you already know two of those pieces, two of them are quantifiable. The third one does his job. Then that's it. That's what you need. Yeah. And that's, that's how you uh, get pretty successful and lucky. I think it can also depend on how well you think your draft is going. Like if you mm-hmm. feel very strongly, about your running backs, your wide receivers, your tight ends. You might just be looking like, yeah, yeah, I can just stay with five running backs on this team and use an extra spot on QB and look for uh, another stack. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, especially if, you know, you just get lucky enough and like your top three running backs, you know, worst case, you know, one of them is playing like 70%, you know, which is near like heavy workload anyways, yeah. but like they're going to lose the occasional third down or an extra series, like in the second quarter, but like you're doing that, you know, you're probably going to be good anyways, because you want some of those dart throw running backs that we know nothing about too. Yeah. And then at least, you know, these quarterbacks, majority of them that are starting, you know, you know who they are. Yeah. Waiting on one more person for this draft to fill. I can't believe it's taken this long, <laughs> the longest in the history of at least us streaming this show for, for a draft to fill. Oh no. Hey, to... like it's, it's odd sometimes, but I have to guess it's just because the puppy's out right now. People are drafting more drafting the puppy than they are best ball mania. Yeah, just firing off more bullets. A little bit we easier. We probably should have fired there. off a puppy. We've we already been drafting. <laughs> it's okay. We're we're trying All to right. win here. Here we go. Let's find out our draft position and who's crashing the draft with us. One oh nine, Omega King right in front of us. No surprise. Nah. Good thing I haven't given up too much of my strategy unless you really want to take Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, something tells me he's not too worried about that. <laughs> Turn to Dave. The masses are terrified. What do you think about picking 109? Um, this will be the first time I actually just had to enlarge my screen here. Gosh, I'm getting old. I even brought down my glasses just in case I my eyes get tired. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's where I'm at uh in life now. In our elder years, yes. Yes. I like honestly, I really as much as I like getting Justin Jefferson, uh McCaffrey, whoever you want to put in like those like top three picks, I've always felt more comfortable later. Like, yeah, it's just I, I want to see how the beginning folds. You get lucky enough, somebody falls to you, and that changes, you know, the next few rounds. 
So yeah. um, I just, I like the ability to, to potentially run an entire like draft. I can set up my QBs and wide receivers first three rounds if I want, you know, if it works mm-hmm. out that way or, you know, makes it easier to get that quarterback early because you're going to have to reach potentially for people because they're probably not going to be around if you're looking for somebody only five places, you know, away when you're looking at ADP and stuff like that. So you really get to force the draft the way that you want it based on what's there when you get to pick later. So far this offseason, I've drafted, uh, I think, somewhere around like 60, 70 teams. And I think on like 75% of those, I've drafted 107 or later, um, hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. But anyways, what I was going to say is that what I've noticed uh, a lot is that you will get a running back that falls in the beginning of the second round. Um, Austin Eckler has been there quite frequently for this pick in the second round. Um, there's... There's always, I feel like there's just always that running back who drops because wide receivers get steamed up so much in these drafts. Yes, I had one draft on the wraparound. I think I was picking, it may have been a 111, and I purposely took Saquon because, it was, yeah, it was like a 2-3 turn or something like that, but like it, he kept falling, but it's like, you know, Saquon and the offense, you know, we like Dable, you know, Eckler, good. But now, he, you know, we don't even know if he's going to be with the team, more than likely. But, you know, you're, you're getting that ADP discount. But, like, I took Barkley and then on the wrap, I wanted to see, excuse me, how the other team was going to pick because he had no running backs. Yeah. And he didn't take Eckler. So then I, I doubled up there, and it's one of those things. Then you get lucky. You get him, you know, sometimes, like, in the third round, and you're pretty much set at the top and everything else you fill in, it's just going to be a really nice way to balance your roster as opposed to desperately trying to find guys that can, you know, be the PPR boost or just are more likely to get, you know, a good amount of carries. Right. All right. Up in two picks, we fall into that section normally of these uh, wide receivers, you know, that next uh, right after the top. Oh, unless Bijan falls and you want to do that, but I have a feeling Bijan, yeah, is going right. Oh, back. right before, no, I, I can't blame him. Honestly, like Brown or Adams, you're, I'm flipping a coin. Honestly, in my head, you know, even with Adams with the new quarterback, we've seen him just do work with so many yeah. questionable guys when Rogers has been hurt. So, I think just to bucket, let's go Devonte Adams. I still think he's good at one nine. We also put ourselves down the path of worrying about QB later and not forcing ourselves basically to take mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. In the yes, second. because there's no guarantee he makes it there in the second round even. That's like, true. I mean, QB three, like I like I've it. had that happen. Yeah, for so. sure. Gosh, even on the comeback, like really picking this late means you get two excellent players. And that's nothing against like clearly at, you know, when you're doing 101 and you're picking the second round, you're still going to get Waddle, Chubb, you know, pick x wide receiver you want even below at that point yeah. because there's it's so nice this year yeah like the, again devonta smith or t yeah. higgins yeah that's great oh yeah i oh, there you the, go we we're like, talking when about i do have the one-on-one that's almost like always the start is it's jj and then basically like two of devonta smith chris olave t higgins you know whatever just i'll mm-hmm. just give me the wide receivers and i think though i think i i don't feel like there's been like a true like rb dead zone developed yet too I like, agree. There, there's it's still a little scattered, you know, at times. So I, I still think that there's even a little bit of value there, for guys that may end up being like a third like, or fourth rounder. Yeah, there's running backs I like throughout 
Uh, mm-hmm. There's obviously still plenty that I, I try to avoid, but there's ones throughout the draft that I feel good about that, 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 that zone is becoming less dead, a little bit more alive. Mm-hmm. I days. think, I think any of those top three guys actually looks great. I'm interested to see uh, where in front of us is going to get, but mm-hmm. okay. I mean, gosh, ah, that was nice. I mean, Waddle or Barkley, like that's tough, man. What's it gonna be? <laughs> um, can I throw a curveball? Let's do it, Tony Pollard. You know, that's where Tony Pollard's ADP is about to be. Yes, and it's one of those okay. guys. Again, where we're at, we're at two four now on the turn. He's gonna be gone by the beginning of round three. It's one of those guys picking a little bit later. And it's nothing against Saquon. It's just one of those things. What can I do differently? What can I see differently? Out of this draft slot. Exactly. Because as as cliche as it is, when you do best ball, you can be like, hey, I don't really have a lot of this certain player. Yeah. You know, maybe for two drafts, and I can say I have a little bit. I know that's kind of, you know, sounds cheap and not yeah. really, you know, like a lot of thought was put into it. But, like, that matters because if you have, you know, 30% of, like, the same players on every team, those rosters are doomed if half of them don't play well. Like that's yeah. it. So uh half jokingly, but it is true. That I, I tweeted not that long ago that in best ball every pick is defensible if you're just tr- say that you're trying to be different. Unless it was Valus Jones that I did <laughs> last year and like at, like the last pick of a lot of drafts. That was bad. <laughs> really bad. Or yeah, Byron no, Pringle, it, it, insert Bears wide receiver that isn't Darnell Mooney. And that was like a, a last round pick in None of them, and even that one ended up. I mean, he was Mooney was okay before he got hurt, but uh, yeah, he's still one of those guys that uh clearly benefited from uh Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think it's it's true though what you were saying about you know getting different for your draft slot. Um, it's important in these tournaments because you're trying to be the unit, you're trying to be that 0.1% team, you know, mm-hmm. there's only going to be so many of these teams that that find the skeleton key like that. Yeah, and if certain things play out too, I mean, there's still like without even scrolling down, like you're saying yes to ninety percent of those players right there. Like, <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's just a nice it's nice to not have to feel like you need to go for one position early and then you know just let the others fall because as we found out last year, even if you had JT McCaffrey, you know there was either little blips or you lost chunks of the season. And yeah. stuff like that. And the same could be for wide receiver this year. We're seeing, you know, Chase and Jefferson usually go one, two in some some fashion. Like you could lose if Justin Jefferson gets hurt week one. That could be a wrap. Yeah. All the one on ones are will be crying. That seems to happen uh often enough. <laughs> it feels it's, like it it is like almost truly a curse of being mm-hmm. the like undisputed one on one in fantasy football. Absolutely. Up in just a few picks here. Is there anything in particular that you want? Talent. I want a player that's good. Um, <laughs> it's true. Sometimes we forget about it. But like there's, we draft I mean, players who are really talented all the time. Yeah, even if I if I just take out Lamar and Joe Burrow just from the easy view, like there's still like it's it's insanely deep. Like ETN is probably my least favorite that's up there. Just okay. because there's there's some RBs there that that could 
just take away enough carries, you know, not like totally derail his season, but it, it could actually, it could absolutely hurt him. But I still yeah. think he's, he should be a guy that goes probably still in the fourth round at the latest. Um, Back up here. Yeah. Do you like Jameer Gibbs or any I of the think, wide receivers sticking out? You know, I'm, I'm really starting to fall for it a little bit, but I really like Amari Cooper. Um, I'm on board, man. I, I think I, I we all have our thoughts about Deshaun Watson, but if he is on the field, he, he still has talent, just whether or not it shows up this year. I'm not surprised it didn't last year. There's plenty of other things going on. We know off yeah. the field, but yeah, like I, I'd imagine with your drafts, you probably have like 20% Amari Cooper at this point. I, I do have a good amount of Amari Cooper. They're, they were one of my favorite stacks to target uh, early on in the big boards. Because uh, Amari Cooper was a fourth rounder. Uh, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, I think, was like a seventh or eighth rounder. David Njoku was like a tenth rounder. It's just a very affordable stack that has a lot of potential to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper is also one of the only wide receivers in that little section there that I feel really comfortable with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have any questions about Amari Cooper there. Everybody sure. else, there's a little bit of concern. Like, Debo Samuel, there's always a little bit of injury concern. Uh how efficient will he stay? Calvin Ridley coming back after the time getting older. Like Mari Cooper, I just feel it feels good. Yeah, and and clearly he fit into what they needed out of him last year. And we didn't know if that was gonna happen, which yeah. Kirby Brissett, you know, with Watson not being there and stuff, but I thought it was a really nice season for him. Um, I just the only question maybe is is there a ceiling? You know, do we already know it? Sure. Are we standing on top of it? Like we don't know how much higher he can go in this offense. But I think that they showed by just adding a little bit more receiver depth, you know, having a commitment with Chubb, you know, and stuff like that. Like they know who their pieces are, yeah. you know, and if anything, like the new guys, you know, anybody getting drafted, but they got Cedric Tillman, I think was in like the yes. fourth round. Like that's one of those guys. He's got the work to get above, you know, clearly Amari, more likely Donovan Peoples Jones. That's, that's yeah. A lot I think of work it's a succession plan for DPJ. Yeah, that would make sense. Do yeah, do I've... similar things to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, especially for up, the offense. Up, uh, up in one pick here. Surprised Jameer Gibbs sitting at the top board, but as the there person in front of us auto drafts, uh, <laughs> there he goes. So. <laughs> um, this is this section is also a little bit shaky for me. Is there anything that you like here? Um, yes, I actually do. Um, the guy I want is TJ Hawkinson. Um, okay. As, as long as he's falling, you know, in that fourth round, like I, I think that's an easy way to get into the Vikings offense without having to sacrifice a lot. Like you could have Kirk Cousins, but only have like KJ Osborne. And maybe Jordan mm-hmm. Addison because you weren't the one one and stuff like that. Like TJ Hawkinson with Osborne or Addison or Cook or Madison is a nice different way for me, you know. And I also just I like what he did last year with them, you know, a receiving tight end and an offense that wanted to pass a lot. Cool. I'm in. <laughs> so he's been a guy that, yeah, like anywhere between 40 and 50 if he's there. I'll take him. And again, with my first hand at 109, he literally landed at 40. But if he is there, let's say, you know, a couple picks later, like we're on the clock now, I still consider him he's there. So I've been a little bit 
off on Hawkinson just because I was concerned about would we would he continue to see the type of volume he saw once he got to the Vikings because I expected them to draft someone like Jordan Addison. I expected them to attack wide receiver in some way. They clearly needed it. Um, but with that said, I've found that he's one of my preferred players in that section of ADP and also because you can then start planning for stacking with Kirk Cousins laser later, which is mm-hmm. normally fairly easy. I end up still kind of liking him in spots. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it. I right, got a question here in the chat. What rounds would you feel comfortable drafting Joe Mixon? It's changing by the day um, because his off season, it's been very interesting. Uh, I think that he was way too cheap for a long time at this point. Mm-hmm. I think, sixth round probably feels about comfortable to me i think that he's gonna be with the Bengals at this point i I guess i'd be surprised if he moved on Uh, what do you think jeff i haven't even considered him um it's just one of those things like we have the similar situation with eckler you know we don't know when he's going to show up but probably will be showing up at some point but there's clearly a little bit of wear now with Joe Mixon and stuff like that to the point where another back or backs, you know, was considered to play more. He had the nagging injury towards the end of the season before the playoffs, you know, it's just, that's a lot of negative in a, in a short amount of time, especially off the field. That it's just, it's a little concerning, but if I could get him in, if I could get him like low seventies, like I think he could even be there later sometimes. Like, yeah, like sure. But like, it also depends on where I'm at. You know, it's, a, it's an easy, much easier selection when he starts to fall. Cause mm-hmm. we know that the potential volume is there. So it's an easy selection, but yeah, it, as his ADP starts to climb, it starts to get a little bit more shaky. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm okay waiting and not getting as much of a discount on him. If he was, you know, rookie second third year guy where there's a little less wear and tear you know and you still think he's gonna come back sure but you know this is the guy has seen just a little bit more and sometimes it shows a little bit sooner than you would like and i just kind of have that feeling right now with mixon yeah i dig it up in two picks oh i have my eyes on somebody i'm just not gonna say it yeah Um, with omega crash and he just went anyways right there so no aaron jones is still one of those guys god i love aaron jones um okay we're up i think it's okay to wait at adp for seattle guys i'm really interested in smith and jigba but i kind of really want no, we're going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. I'm surprised that his ADP hasn't fallen more landing in Seattle because there is some people out there who are not happy about him going to Seattle, but I personally don't mind it. I mean, they, they don't have – they have more tight ends than they know who to play. You know, Kobe Parkinson, what, took over like – over halfway through the season last year and they traded for Noah Fant. Like, like, so they need a third option desperately. And we know Metcalf and Lockett are excellent. They're going to get theirs. But what if JSN's taking 13, 14% right away, you know, of that target share, that's a lot for a guy. And we know he's got good hands. He's going to play inside and outside. Like I know he was drafted more as a slot, but he can play both. Yeah. Like, especially if they're trying to get different looks around. Yeah. Or God forbid. Yeah. They want to line DK Metcalf, you know, in the slot, you know, get a different look. Yeah. I absolutely, I like it there. And I think they're showing Gino too. like, 
your deal is only really going to be for about two years. But like, we want to make sure, you know, they clearly have good vibes. They're running off good vibes in Seattle for sure. Seattle is a hard team to project, honestly, uh, for this season because they kind of gave a signal in two different directions for their offense by drafting Zach Charbonnet and JSN, Mm -hmm. you know, when they have the weapons they did. Just in general, I want to be in on the Seattle offense. I think that it's a really good offense. Geno Smith, while probably played a little bit above what we would expect, you know, last mm-hmm. year, even even you know, going into this year, I I think that he's still going to be really good. Uh, I don't think it was a fluke. I think maybe there were at times that he you know was running hot, but I think that he showed that he actually is just a legit NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited in general. I just want exposure to the offense in one way or another, basically in every draft, especially because there's plenty of ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty okay with just every ADP. On their, on their team, <laughs> except for maybe the tight ends. No fans, okay, I guess. Uh, but I really have no interest in drafting. Yeah, this is this is lining up kind of nice here. There's some good, like Trevor Lawrence. You know, officially in the fifth round. That's he's arrived, man. That's crazy. J.K. Dobbins yeah. still going from high, the moment like... ADP started in the very very beginning. He's been there. I mean, it's one wild. of those things. Why not get the syrup instead of having all the pancakes, right? You have the guy throwing the ball, you know, not the guys that are necessarily catching the ball. Yeah. You know, clearly you want stacks, but he could be your free floater. You know, it's tough to stack. People yeah. are, are a lot smarter now doing this than they were, you know, BB M1 and 2 and stuff. So, yeah, Calvin Ridley being there makes it much harder to predict the piece you want to go with him. Mm-hmm. What are your right. thoughts on Kyle Pitts? I want to ask you that question because, I mean, there you go. Only a couple rounds well, different. Here, let, let's make this pick and I'll. And I'll... Talk about Pitts. Tyler Lockett. Easy peasy. Setting up for a Geno pick here. We actually are setting up for plenty of QBs. Yes, we should actually uh, uh, star Geno at this point because... Uh, Just yeah, so we, we don't can, lose track. We cannot lose him now. <laughs> Which means that we're going to be picking him like two rounds ahead of people watching. Uh, or uh, Omega King, who's you know just <laughs> hanging around us right now. Yeah. Um, but no, okay. Kyle Pitts. It is the same exact bet you were making last year, except he's a... A round back in ADP, and he's coming off a torn ACL, and you have to reason with yourself how you feel about that. Uh, he's still the unicorn. Like it's, I, I don't a thousand yards as a rookie doesn't really happen. Uh, but the offense, the you know, Mister, I'm going to run the ball sixty eight percent of the time, and he still is getting him. Like even last year, even with the slow stuff, the couple times he got incorporated, so it didn't work out. Yeah, which but is it's nice. just like. It's nice. Yeah. yeah I, there's, I would still expect London and Pitts each to have around like 25% target share in the mm-hmm. offense. You know, um, it's a matter of how much they pass, how good Desmond Ritter is. Uh, Ritter didn't have the best four game audition, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. I would say like, he just kind of ran Arthur Smith's offense. Fine. He had a much better on-target percentage than Marcus Mariota, which I think is extremely important because Mariota missed a lot of open plays. Yeah, uh, he was such a tease to start the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was, he was still kind of good for fantasy because of his legs, but, like, he was hurting us on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, cautiously optimistic for everybody in the offense there. Uh, that running offense was incredible last year with, you know, fifth round rookie Tyler Algier mm-hmm. fronting it and 
AARP Cordell Patterson, but <laughs> now there's wow. Bijan Robinson. I can only imagine what that does for the offense. Does it mm-hmm. make them run more? Um, does it mean they're scoring more points as an offense? They're getting into scoring position more because of how efficient Bijan will be. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic about the team as a whole. Wide receiver flying off the board here. Uh, I hope Pitts MCL rehab has gone well. I'd like to see him and Bijan scoring ton of TDs. Yeah, it, MCL or ACL? Am I am I getting that wrong? Did I it, say that wrong? It was ACL. Um, okay, that's that's it, it's been so long, and I think it it was it may have been both. We'll just say it was one or the other. Uh, Ligaments in his <laughs> No, it's actually interesting because, you know, there's a lot of talk of running the ball because you got Bijan and Algier. But, like, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, like, okay, you're starting something there. Like, the rest, you don't really need to mention a lot of them. But, (laughs) like, for, like, a nice little nucleus there, like, that's four players you really like right away. You know, it's just a shame that the rest of the team is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Because there, there may be something there. You know, it's just quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback. It's going to be really important for them. Yeah. All right. One pick to go, and then we're up. I'll mention that Deshaun Watson has hung around, which completes the stack, if we want that. I really like Rashad White at the top there as well. Um, You let me know what you want to do, though. I think I really want to go Rashad White. This is the first time where, like, I was close enough to getting him where I felt like it mattered. Like, there wasn't at least one other, like, strong consideration. Um, and I haven't really gone after a lot of like Buccaneers yet. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's partially cause I'm cautious, but like, I should, I should know better. Mike Evans. Great. Chris Godwin is just a sponge, you know, mm-hmm. Rashad White's nice. Kate out and maybe something, but like, again, quarterback, you know, Kyle Trask, yeah. what does he have? Like, yeah. like barely double digit, like pass attempts in the NFL. Like, and then do, Baker Mayfield. Do you think Trask can get that job? From Baker Mayfield? If he can't, then um, XFL is looking for quarterbacks right? next year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I've drafted a good amount of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. The cost was already, you know, mm-hmm. dropping down um, just because of the, the quarterback situation. But I don't really have a fear of that with them. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it will affect them in some way, but the level of talent that they have compared to their ADP is just a, a bet that I'm going to make every time. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, my dude, Davis paying up here in the chat saying, pick Michael Thomas. Hi Davis. <laughs> <laughs> the realest dudes draft Michael Thomas. Eh, I don't know. All right. So we got pick 88 here. If we let it go, on Gino, we're picking again at 105. Gino's ADP 108. Click on the quarterbacks real quick. How many are? What are we looking at here? Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I would guess one of Cousins or Gino makes it to us, and both of them work. We just prefer Gino because we went. We're JSN pulling the trigger. Let's pull the trigger. Okay. I have no issue with that. We're going to wreck his ADP. We're going to show up on (laughs) on ETRs, you know, uh, Market Monday, be like his ADP rose just like three three spots overnight. We don't know why. 
this idiot right here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think the only difference with Michael Thomas though is that the injuries like they have piled up, up with bit. with no with no showing of what he can do in between them. Like it's bad. Um, but if you're if you're looking for a home run, like that's a dude. That's a dude for a home run. We wouldn't have gotten him later. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Gino, and I just remembered. I'm I pretty sure he has DK. Because, oh, he yeah, doesn't he have DK. any quarterbacks. My God. Yeah. So he would have taken Gino absolutely as oh, pick thanks. if it was available. Wonderful. <laughs> oh boy. It was a good choice. Would you come back with Kirk Cousins if he lasts? I don't know. Um, there's, there's. I think there's enough. Like I, I, the Jimmy G line. When you're looking at like QB depth here and stuff like that, and who's available, like that's probably about as far as you want to go. So like, that's kind of a nice security blanket, all things considered. You know, like wanting a quarterback a little bit later like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could. It wouldn't hurt, but we're at a point too where a lot of these quarterbacks are going to go in succession. Yeah. I'm surprised Anthony Richardson is still hanging around. He's almost always gone by this point now. I wonder how far Kamara is going to fall. And I wonder if it's going to matter. Very much like last year where his, where he fell out of the first round to the third in best ball drafts. And then we were getting the biggest discount pounded for like two thirds of the years and then disappeared. Like I know injuries and stuff like that. When it mattered the most too. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad QB play. Like, it cost them. Like it, it really is interesting to see how much of a difference going from a Drew Brees to anybody has really been, even for a guy who showed a lot of talent very quickly. Are you drafting Alvin Kamara? If I could get him like a little 10th, 11th. Yes. And that's where we're approaching the 10th round now, which is very interesting, but yeah. I can't do a double digit pick knowing that, I still think because I could weigh it like running back. The fact that I have two that I really like, like that wouldn't like be like, oh man, I can't, you know, let him go. But like, there's still a lot of talent in similar situations where you don't know what their role is. Like Rashad Bateman is, he can be healthy enough to have his role. You know, Jameson Williams is going to be out six games, but you know that he had talent. He showed a little bit, you know, coming off injury last year, you know, Alexander Madison could start at some point. You know, he, like may, he may be the running back. We'll see after June 1st, I guess, when uh, yeah, right? the Vikings decide. Yeah, I'm really interested in that because I've, I've loved Alvin Cook. I've taken him way too often. I've had yeah. him actually in, in Scott Fishbowl three times. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, like I, I've just had, had him. So, yeah. Up in three picks. I'll mention again Kirk Cousins hanging around. <laughs> uh. And now he's going to go. Um, Nope. Take her cousins. We're we're done there. I would say. If you know, if if it works out to where like Jimmy's there and like it's it's you're you yeah, know you're just good. doing grab bag at like running back or you know tight end where you're just looking for two spike weeks. Probably, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what it looks like when we when we get to that point, in which we have to think about Jimmy G. We may want the the, the third stack. Yeah, it's really interesting that 105 is probably going to be his threshold, especially if Jordan Addison, you know, if there's, you know, you know, reporter talk and stuff, man, he's he's looking good, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt. And, oh, it's going know, to. 
he's saying everything positive and he really likes things, you know, even though his quarterback is just a dude, you know, just really fantasy relevant, dude. Um, it's just really interesting. What's going on, uh, Olafub? I've, I, Olaf, Olafub, or Olafub? backwards, it's, it's Buffalo. Well, you've been in here a, a couple times. You got to let me know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think I've probably said it like five different ways it's by called, now, though. It's called Buffalo. <laughs> what is he gonna do? <laughs> oh yeah, that is Buffalo. That's Buffalo backwards. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Jordan Addison is the exact kind of wide receiver who's going to get immense buzz mm-hmm. through the coming up to the season because he's small and quick. And when cornerbacks can't really mess with you in like, you know, training camp and preseason and all kind of stuff, he's going to be open all the time. He's going to get buzzed up. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like looking, there's only one purple and it's shared golf. Do you feel like his ADP being like a round plus later than Kirk Cousins makes sense at this point? You know, a lot of weapons on both sides expected to put up points. So why are they around on the half apart? I, I think they should be much closer. I would flip-flop them. I'm, I'm very interested in the Detroit offense. Just any piece, basically. Smart coaching, man. It's weird, right? Jamie, I am a little bit of an anti-Jamison Williams person. But <laughs> the, the, in best ball, it's also a little bit different because, well, obviously he's a better in best ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just Detroit in general. Uh, really excited for them. Just not against my bears. Um, <laughs> Defense will be better, but boy, they're they're going to have some tough games against those offenses. All right, we should be up after this. Speaking there goes Jared Goff. Goff. Uh, please select Samaj P. Ryan. Easy peasy. Uh, this is either going to make my team or it's going to wreck my basketball season. <laughs> yeah. I thought that Javante Williams injury is very serious. He's not coming back anytime soon. Crazy. Which, Who would have thought like a torn ACL yeah. and uh, I think he also M- the LCL. Multiple. I, yeah. Just like it was JK Dobbins injury. Yeah. And, and he played behind a run first line that was elite and it didn't matter. Just did not matter when he came back. I'm absolutely concerned. Um, and it's just like, Immediately, this is a day one signing in free agency. That's weird for a guy who has been a career backup yeah. after not really like getting a lot of shine until really two years ago. Two, yeah, they made a point ago. of it. Yeah, so now and now he's expected to be a future back, which means it's going to work because it's a different coach, or it's just going to turn to a muddled mess, and we're all going to just be laughed at for not <laughs> for not going with you know RB three or RB like nine on the Broncos because that's just the way it works. Yeah, he's an interesting pick because I think that he helps you get to the playoffs, but he just might not help you get in the playoffs whatsoever. Pretty much. Yeah, like, again, just one of those guys, like, he has a nice floor for overall touches. Like, he isn't just getting, like, one target to go with, like, six carries. No, he can be a three and three, you know, seven and five type of thing, even if he's in a timeshare, you know. And, again, that's another team that put a lot of equity into their offensive line. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're getting everybody back healthy as wide receivers. So just even having talent elsewhere is just going to help alleviate some pressure. And they've now acquired, I think, what well, Adam Troutman they got in the draft. So now they have three guys to choose from. There's real competition. Like, okay, that's fine. Just hope something comes out of there. And I'm hoping it's P. Ryan because I've definitely fallen for a lot of the uh, 
the 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 words being spoken about him. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Football Garage asks, do you have any favorite second QBs to pair with Josh Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Jeff? What do you got? I mean, I like I said, I've been more likely doing QBs, you know, two of them in the top 10 of this, you know, top 10 rounds. So you're looking at like that Kirk Cousins flourish, you know, Jared Goff. If that's your second. If you're paying Mahomes, Goff, Allen, Goff, you know, Cousins, Mahomes, like that's that's some really good talent there. And then it's one of those things you realize, oh man, I actually have running back tight end and wide receiver from Vegas, you know, or, you know, you have a couple of dart throws from Indy, you know, including like Anthony Richardson because he was there or something, you know, just know. That's going to be like, the name that I, I was going to say. Yeah. Like it's, period. it's one of those things. Like if I have an elite guy, like Anthony Richardson becomes a lot more appealing because you're yes. expecting him to be there at the end of the season where a guy like Mahomes and Allen's going to anchor your team more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. You're when you take a QB that highly, you need them to do well. So just thinking theory wise about what your, your team's going to do your second QB, you want to take somebody who could potentially usurp that QB you took really early for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Anthony Richardson is the kind of player who could possibly do that. Other than that, it's just someone who stacks with the team. Oh, yeah. It absolutely. could be whoever. I mean, at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in a pick. Oh, we are now picking. Um, this could be a nice way to get some Bengals exposure. Like, Tyler Boyd's kind of a dude, but he's still a nice dude. A second tight end with upside. Yes. <sighs> You know, let's go Chiga Conquo. Potentially have two two top ten tight ends like that. It's such a listen. Who are they passing to other than Traylon Burks and Chiga Conquo? Nick Westbrook Akine starts on all sets for this team right now. Like that's a problem. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he he he. It sticks to him enough. Like that's one of those guys. He plays a slot and he's out there in three wide sets only. Like that's probably what he should be. You know, but like that offense is rough. And that's and that's also part of the problem, too. Like there was at least a couple other weapons, you know, that could do something, you know, and pop in every couple of games, you know, around Burks and even like Robert Woods, you know, Derek Henry's still there. Like, let's not forget that they've been increasing. Yeah, still run through him. Yeah. And it's been a couple of seasons now where he's been getting 50 targets type of stuff. So it's not like he's, you know, chopped liver or something like that. But I mean, Chica Conquo is just. You're betting just on his legitimate talent without even considering that he's a football player. He's an athletic freak. He really is. Yeah. And they don't make him like that. We've we've been hoping for that, like what, Kylan Granson and Jelani mm-hmm. Woods and stuff, you know, picking on Indy. But, like, yeah, like those big athletic <laughs> dudes that just make sense. And when they get the ball, it's get out the way. So Yes. And we already uh, have a tight end that's nice. Yeah. I mean, would would you take another one? I would. I, I personally would leave it there, unless like Irv Smith Jr. like really falls low ADP because you know that's another one of those things that cheap exposure to a good offense, you know, at a position where you're going to take a dart throw anyways. But like that would probably be it. You're waiting, waiting, you know, tight end twenty later, you know, stuff. So right, right, it's not even in consideration. Absolutely. Okay, we're up in just a couple picks here. Are you spotting anything that you like at this point? I am. There are two players I really like. 
and both of them are rookies. And both of them are there. And just based on how I want to play this, I'm going Jonathan Mingo. Okay. First Jonathan Mingo chair drafted under my name. All right. Talk to me. Um, It's one of those things, like, there's a reason why they brought him there. It's one of those, like, people have brought it up. There's the other guy I was considering, Kendrick Miller. Like, that's that's an excellent pick there because he's going to be a guy that's going to compete with Jamal Williams if Kamara's out. He's mm-hmm. going to be there if there's the nagging injury, you know, because we know what Williams is. You know, he's not going to get 25 yeah. carries, you know, with more majority of them being on his side of the field. Like, Kendrick Miller is going to have a nice role. So, Jonathan Mingo is just one of those guys. Who does he have to beat? It's true. Terrace, it's it's an open depth Marshall, chart, I would say. Adam Thielen, who you want, you know, and three, even if Mingo only plays in three wide, he's going to play outside because you want Thielen inside because he excels so well. And you want another close, you know, target for your rookie quarterback that's going to want to look to dump it off if he's not feeling comfortable under pressure. You know, I think that's also why they signed Hayden Hurst. They knew they were going to get a quarterback that was going to be younger. Just another guy, sure hands. You know, he may just, you know, fall forward an extra half foot, but like chunk yard, just chunk yards when you're, when you're passing the ball, it still makes a difference. So it's just, and he's one of those guys, you know, two rookies coming together, you know, coaching staff wanted both of them, you know, they, you got to pair somebody. There's no DJ Moore now, you know, you got to have somebody that he can trust. And Jonathan Mingo is just a guy that they wanted. They sought him and now he's going to be paired with this other rookie and they're going to be expected for the next five plus years to, do damage together. I have a hard time with rookies who don't really produce in any meaningful way while in college. So it's, I, it's why like I am very slow to the Mingo party, mm-hmm. but it's very true that uh, they spoke a lot with the draft capital. They used on Jonathan Mingo. The depth chart is wide open. Basically um, mm-hmm. there isn't much resistance going on from DJ, DJ Chark and Adam Thielen at this point. I actually think that, there's a possibility Mingo plays a lot in the slot because he's supposed to be the best wide receiver of the draft with the ball in his hands. Uh, that was one of his, his mm-hmm. calling cards. Um, I think it's possible they just want to get it to him in, in open space uh, quickly and let him do his work there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the slot. Yeah, it's just it, – it seems like Carolina is, you know, competent coaching. You know, they bring in, you know, some good minds. Like Deuce Daly, he's going to yeah. be a head coach. And he's going to be, he's a major part, you know, being in a, one of the top assistants in this offense, you know, and in multiple years with Detroit, that offense had a lot of, a lot of shimmers. And then last year they showed a lot more shine, you know, and he was a large part of that. So I don't think he, he leaves Detroit unless he thinks that he can actually make a huge difference with a new team. And they immediately went and got some, some young offensive players and surrounded him with just enough talent with a lot of those veteran signings too. And and another thing people forget Carolina's offensive line was already okay. Like this isn't like a bottom, you know, five to 10 offense. Look at the running game they they had last year, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just one of those things too. Like they're a little bit farther ahead. You could even say the same about like Houston, you know, the Texans have one of the best left tackles in football, you know, and then they have a couple other nice pieces. You know, it's better than what you would expect from a team picking that high. So, right. Okay, back up. Whew. Man, things got dire really quick. <laughs> oh, boy. Jonathan Mingo's quarterback is sitting at the top of the list if you are interested in that kind of thing. Uh, boy, scroll down just a little bit real quick here. 
scroll back up, please. That didn't make it any better. You know what? <laughs> you know, let's do Bryce Young, man. Let's let's do it. Okay. So now just take quarterbacks off the board. That's it. I I kind of yeah. like that. I kind of like that though. Um. Yeah. Just looking at like who we had drafted at this point, I was feeling pretty good about it because I don't think we we can stay with just Hawkinson and Chig. I think by making that pick, mm-hmm. um, which I'm fine with, and I like who we have so far. So I'm good with it. Yeah, and I think just even looking at Hoxton, like he's he's not going to be like the like top of the tier. Where it's like, oh yeah, he's going to get you five and you know seventy five every game, like a Kelsey. You know, just you know set your watch to it. You know, and even like yeah. Mark Andrews, even with you know a lot of bit of uh, uh, down weeks last year, there was consistent before that. Like if he's five and fifty, like if you're averaging ten points a game at tight end. You know, draft capital is a little tough, but like that's one of those things I'm kind of okay with that floor, you know, for my top tight end, even if I'm getting him where I'm getting him in the top 40 picks, you know, it's a lot better than what he was doing with Detroit where people are drafting him, you know, in the sixties and then he would just fall off after a couple of weeks. Yeah. I want to get to a question that uh, Davis actually had in the chat said, uh, are there any duo RBs you would use, meaning two RBs from one team at the same time? Jeff, I mean Philly is is the obvious one, but there's there's definitely some you're, you're paying for that. Yeah. Um, the Bears because you could do Fields, and if, let's say you don't want you know anybody outside to do more, and you weren't going to get him at his ADP, uh, like pair him with Herbert and pair him with Foreman, you know, as your last running back, that type of thing. Like I think the like. The Rashawn Johnson stuff is already a little bit out of hand. He's probably the one that's scaring me the most where his ADP is because, like, he's going to be a special teamer first. Like, he's going to be a nice glue guy. He is going to be a lead back eventually, but this year I just don't see it unless injuries happen. Uh, real quick, we are up again. Yeah. Oh, you, you know who I'm picking. Do Chase I know? Brown. Chase Brown. Let's oh, go. yeah, your boy. Chase <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have him, right? Oh, There's gosh. no way we can start the show the way we did in us not. I, I have not checked his ADP lately. I'm sure I'm gonna regret it, like like if I draft him like after this week. Like <laughs> um I'll say uh right here we're looking at some of the RBs that I think are okay to pair with the other RB in their backfield. Yes. Jalen Warren, I think is fine with Najee Harris. Je- I like getting two Miami backs. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Uh even Devin Singletary and Damien Pierce, I think is okay. Yeah, I don't I especially like you could take Damian Harris as your first and you could eventually get it to where Singletary is your fourth if you're waiting, you know, because yeah. Damian Harris is falling in the fifth round right now. You know, that's where you want to start. You can easily pair him up, especially if you think that Houston's even half half a tick better than last year. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I think I think they have to be with CJ Stroud in there. Uh just having a quarterback like that raises you hope. You just hope yeah. again, competent coaching. One of those teams that made a decision to actually bring in a different type of staff and D'Amico Ryan's like it's fun. Like their, their he... draft they did worry me a little bit though. Well, making the trade up for three to get Will Anderson. I mean, you're mortgaging the pick next year. But again, yeah, which, you know, you, you'd like them to have to be able to add more around CJ Stroud, but I think I know people like Will Anderson, but like, what if he, that's 
like we, we we see him who he is who's already excellent but like what if his ceiling is like what if i can touch the ceiling like i'm not even six foot if i can touch the ceiling we're in trouble and that may be a concern like that that was there like for a lot of the draft process um and uh-huh. i just think maybe you trade up to four or five instead because i would have taken tyree wilson um in any sort of situation where like you move out of two like even just back a couple of picks or something like that. Let's say Indy wanted to move up. Like then I'm taking Tyree Wilson at like four or something like that, because there's at least room to grow. And you already know that he's, you know, he's shown enough talent in production. Yeah. I mean, if I'm the Texans, I'm probably sticking around at 12 and seeing what's there. Um, maybe even possibly moving back from there because mm-hmm. we saw the, I mean, I just, I just don't understand ending defensive player like that to a team where you kind of just want to build around your quarterback. Once you, once you identify a quarterback like that, you kind of just want to build around him and and worry about the rest later. You want him to have the most seamless, you know, experience Mm -hmm. coming to the NFL. I mean, they may have just, you know, the, the, the easy, you know, narrative is, you know, Nick Casario gets his guy. Then, you know, D'Amico Ryan's gets his guy. But like maybe yeah. they just want two cornerstones, one on each side of the ball, and they really had a great impression of Will Anderson. Like yeah. it could just be something like that. Like again, if the vibes are good, the vibes are good. You know, I'm not gonna tell you know a team or a fan base to feel one way or another. But like it's it's nice to be able to consider every aspect of it first. Sure. All right, up in a pick. We are now up. Hmm. Definitely running back wide receiver. Yeah, let's take off tight end here. You know, um, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, it's ugly. I know. You know, I kind of want Curtis Samuel though. I don't have any issue with it. Like Rondale Moore, like I think he's good for same, some spike weeks. Yeah, and like Rondale Moore, like it's interesting. Like we, he just needs to be healthy. That's really what it is. And I he falls into like Moore. not necessarily I really like because like, Moore. Yeah, not necessarily because they're the same player, but like Rashad Bateman, we need some health there. We know the talent's there. They've already shown yeah. enough to like, you know, get you interested over and over again. But like, he's just later around Rashad Bateman. Like, if he's healthy, great. You know, but he's just got to stay that and actually be able to produce then. I saw Rondell Moore's freshman season at Purdue, and I've been chasing that dragon ever since. <laughs> It's too. It's just I like can't see someone doing that in the Big Ten, even at his size, and right. thinking that like there isn't something there. I also, I think I said more about the secondary play about a lot of teams he played against. No, <laughs> um, no, because he played Illinois, and Illinois still had younger versions of three guys that were drafted this year in the first like 100 picks. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I it's just one of those guys. He's small, you know. Yeah. He isn't getting ragdolled like Tua. But, like, he took a couple of hits, and he's one of those guys. You want to give him space, but if these bigger guys are locking down, you know, that three to five yard in front of him spot, like, he's not going to get around them. Like, yeah. he's elusive, but, like, he's if he was just 10 pounds more, you know, maybe he could, yeah. you know, absorb a hit better. But Yeah, he's, he doesn't bounce off tackles in the NFL quite like he did in the college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did like to see him having a little bit more of a higher A dot at times last year, though. That was nice to see because before that yeah. just didn't, didn't exist. Uh, yeah. And the guy quarterback could be so ugly for them. Like, people forget, like, Kyler didn't get hurt in the beginning of the season. Like, there's still some work no to be put. To play him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they go, like, 0-5, 0-6, you're like, yeah, dude. You just, just say that, you know, it's just too tight, you know? We just can't yeah. loosen it up right now. 
it, yeah, there's no point. So it, it could just be a lost season, you know, and gosh, I think the only player I've really targeted is James Conner, you know, especially mm-hmm. if like I got a lot of wide receivers early, like he could be a perfect like first start at running back. I've basically only drafted Kyler Murray when I was doing the big board super flex on teams where I waited at QB just because I wanted to take the swing. Mm-hmm. All right, back up. Yeah, we're going to go with an upside guy that I know you like. Let's do Tyquan Thornton. I knew it. Let's do it. <laughs> I have so much Tyquan Thornton. I, I've, I've said it enough times on this show, but, you know, 428 speed, pack two targets. That's really all I care about. You know, And Mac Jones is going to have to hit him if he wants to keep his job. Like, there's a reason why. Like, they don't put draft capital in guys, like, at wide receivers. You usually bring in a veteran that right. wants to win because they usually, like, miss. So either <laughs> Thornton's either, you know, gonna get targeted or he's going down like there's just there's there's no middle like bill belichick the drafter is awful like bill belichick the coach elite yeah and he definitely valued like special teams with that like obviously that contributed to his draft capital um but it's still it's still a second round pick it it didn't work it didn't work for pierre strong though because they liked him on special teams until he kept getting penalties another one that i (laughs) I have so much pierre strong in dynasty Oh, I miss a couple people in the chat here. Uh, Ron saying hi. What's up, Ron? Ben as well. Thank you for joining us. A few more picks left to go. It's 18 rounds, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, right? I'm a, I've done this enough. <laughs> I, I haven't wasted like two full days, you know, doing best ball drafts in my life. Not at all. It is a little bit of a jarring transition, though, when they drop it from 2018 because you're used to being it's like, oh, yeah, like I'll be able, I can draft, you know, this. But then, yeah, it starts getting real. My God. And then somebody throws a wrench somewhere. Like, especially if they they catch your build. Like, Mm -hmm. or they're, like, right around you and they purposely want to mess you up, which doesn't always (laughs) work the way you want it. Like, oh, boy. Yikes. Is this a six RB team or a five for you? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, God, like Michael Carter, like that's a tough pick for me. I, I couldn't do that. Um, oh, not a chance for me. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Like, okay, keep going. Um, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, there's your guy Pierre Strong. Keep going down. I feel like there's at least one guy that's going to be down here that I like. Oh my god! You sure? <laughs> yeah. There you go, Sean Tucker's. I know a guy that is interesting, but that also yeah. it screams Abram Smith. It screams Abram yeah. Smith vibes. Had to have New only Orleans. been undrafted because of medicals. Because uh, everything else is okay. It's just purely medical. I believe. just hurt. Just hurt a lot. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can scroll back up. That was depressing. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, do you think that there's going to be guys like Zeke and Fournette that just purposely wait out and then hope that they get like six Absolutely. to eight games? And that's I think, it, they're, okay I think with they've that? been waiting for this moment after like, the draft to end, some depth charts to kind of shake out so they can find where they want to go play. God, it's so depressing. Like Leonard Fournette's what, like 28? Like, <laughs> he's not old. He's, he's definitely he's, old in football years. I mean, like, it doesn't even feel like, like, Zeke isn't even 30 yet. Like, it just, it just, it's so depressing. You know, guys that clearly had talent, whether it showed up all in the NFL or not. Like, yeah, Fournette is 28. 
It's just so depressing to see them falling apart. Zeke, 27. Yeah, I think they're going somewhere to steal some goal line touches from uh, somebody. I'm just not sure who. Dad, I'm not going to like my neck pick. pick it. Oh, God, he's there. Uh, do Jerome Ford. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I still think, again, just lack of production. Like, he was he was a preseason warrior. Um, yeah. Yeah. DFS, but, like, then they gave him nothing. And and we saw Kareem Hunt. Like, that was that was extra bad last year. I don't – it was so Yeah, Kareem Hunt definitely fell off. Yeah, and clearly he's he's had that thought of, you know, not playing, so it makes sense. But, like – he never got on the field. Like the Ernest Johnson's gone. So I don't know if maybe that was just like the binky that like, uh, what's his face? Uh, why am I blanking on the coach's name? Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. Thank you. Like that was probably his binky, you know, it's like having the extra running back around, but now maybe they're forcing themselves to see Jerome Ford. So, uh, at this point, like I, we know Leonard Fournette, you know, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, that like, a Benacondas and a really loaded backfield. Like uh, he's, that would hurt Green special team unless Love everybody gets again. hurt. And we know that Brees Hall, you know, may not be back to start the year. We know Michael Carter can't stay on the field. So I, I do mean, think a Benacanda could be like the handcuff on first and second downs for them. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's but like special team first. But that's where we are. Production later. Yeah, that's the only concern with him. Oh boy. So I ask you again, is this a five or six running back team? It's probably six. <laughs> I, th- I think so too. It's I feel probably, I feel good about the wide receivers. I, so that's cool. I've yeah. actually gone like my first four were like legit. Like I I wouldn't need to draft another, but I wanted to add a fifth or a sixth just because there's there's too much variation. And yeah. I know last year on a lot of the, on my teams, whether it was the puppy or BBM three that didn't advance, it's because I felt too confident, you know, after getting four backs that felt like they were going to be legitimate and stuff yeah. like that. So like, that's one thing that I'm trying to at least attempt to do different. This is just, you know, we're throwing stuff and seeing what sticks at running back, but like be confident, but like, you know, just know it's running backs, you know, or even with quarterbacks, like we've seen the three QB builds, probably already are at a pace to break whatever last year's was. I know there's been a few people that put out BBM three data with roster construction. So, Oh, last pick here. Yep. Finish it up with your running back. You know, go ahead and uh, get Sean, Sean Tucker from Tampa. (laughs) Yeah. Let me get that started before. Okay. Because I know like Evan Hall has like a similar ADP. It's just, the opportunity, you know, yep. these 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 later round guys, you know, UDFAs that may do something. And if he doesn't work, I mean, same variance as drafting a Jerome Ford or Chase Brown. So it's just you're hoping that draft capital with a rookie like Brown works because we know Sean Tucker has an uphill battle because he isn't, you know, a person that they value enough to put a draft pick on him. Yeah, but the, the depth chart is wide open after a shot wide. Um if the medical is working out for him, mm-hmm. there's no reason why he can't be backing up Rashad White. Yeah, and we saw Chase Edmonds not do enough to warrant staying around, you know, with a decent, you know, backfield situation like Denver. Like, yeah, that, that matters. Yeah. All right, so looking at this team, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Bryce Young at quarterback. 
at running back, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Samaje Piran, Chase Brown, Jerome Ford, Sean Tucker. Wide receiver, we've got Devontae Adams, Murray Cooper, JSN, Tyler Lockett, Jonathan Mingo, Curtis Samuel, Tyquan Thornton, finishing it up with TJ Hawkinson and Chig Okonkwo at tight end. How do you feel about your draft? The rookies, like this is the most rookies I've taken so far this year. And like, that's not bad. Like, that's one right. thing that I feel like I've been very stubborn about is, you know, like, oh, I need to cap that. You know, it's just closed-minded thinking can cost you a couple of times. So, um, you know, we have the Carolina connection with rookies, which is interesting. Again, question marks in a couple of backfields. And then JSN, you know, he's in an offense that's already pretty darn good, and he may be the missing piece. You know, it's great in real football. It's just how much of that's going to translate uh, probably to, you know, fantasy, but like that's another sure-handed player. Like that's, that's really tough to have a lot of. Yeah. I mean, overall I'm a fan. It's different. <laughs> you can lie. You can lie too, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean like there are picks that I wouldn't make, but overall I, I like the team mostly because we were able to lock down the multiple stacks the way we did. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's one of those things like, the way the wide receivers fell made it a lot easier to wait a couple of rounds, you know, and then the TJ Hawkinson pick may have been a quarterback, you know, or even a Conquo could have been a quarterback, you know, with a different stack, you know, that type of thing. But one thing I, you know, just looking back at the running backs, even though there's a lot of youth and uncertainty, there's only one that doesn't traditionally have, you know, a pass catching role. And that's Jerome Ford. Like the rest of them have at least some knowledge of it. I know which he might, because there's always been one with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. So, so there's maybe that maybe Sean Tucker just ends up being because Rashad White can clearly catch the ball, but yeah. Hey, for a rookie, what if he gets five touchdowns, you yeah. know, like, okay, yeah. like that's fine as a dart throw. So, you know, there's enough versatility there. It's not like, you know, we had to, you know, hurry to get touchdown laden guys because we had too many guys that are good in between the twenties or, you know, too many guys that don't catch the ball. So we had to, you know, go for guys where that's pretty much all they do because too much variance. So, I don't know. That's it's a it's a team, <laughs> but like I I took some chances, you know, got my first exposure to like Chiga Conquo and a couple guys like that. So I'm I'm interested. Um, those are guys that we want to watch, like we were talking about. Yeah, this is a team that like week three, four. I I'm I'm gonna be really interested to revisit and because <laughs> I think we'll know, you know, like I think we'll know terrified. early if this one looks like it has a shot or not. Yes, and. Again, like a third QB, like Bryce Young may end up being better than Kirk Cousins. You know, like if that's the case, you know, we have a stack. Because if he's good, we have a piece that could be good too. Like yeah. it's better than just getting him naked and just hoping for the best. Phrasing. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, Jeff, <laughs> thank you very much uh, for coming on and drafting with me. But before we go, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Um, I just joined the game day. Uh, I am their digital content coordinator doing a lot of promotion stuff, but uh, we'll be doing some F1 stuff because that's still going on. So me and Sav Wagman are doing that over there. Uh, we have a fantasy football meeting this week, so I'm going to learn about what content we're going to do and hopefully offer up some stuff too. But uh, Wyatt, love it, dude. Uh, I know we met at the at the expo a couple years ago, and it's yeah. it's always nice to talk to you. It's it's one of my favorite conversations. So appreciate it. Right back at you, man. Always a good time when we get to talk, and this time over a draft, even better. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, everybody, if you're not already following Jeff on Twitter, you can do so at underscore Jeff underscore Hicks underscore three underscores in there. Don't mess it up. Sorry. Uh, uh, I have a very common name, apparently, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as for me, you can find me at YB underscore FF. You can find JWB at JWB underscore FF or at JWBFantasyFootball.com. In the description, you'll find our Discord where we've been doing lots of Dynasty rookie mock drafts if you're into Dynasty, and we've got ADP from after the combine, pre-combine, all that type of stuff. It's all free to you. Also, our Patreon's down there if you'd like to support us there as well. And lastly, while you're here, like, <laughs> subscribe, follow. We'll see you next time.